Alright guys, this is uh, another special episode of the Big Brown Boys. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Doing good. Not scared at all? No. Mm-hmm. Not scared that uh, Halloween is here? I like the candy. <laughs> <laughs> One thing about Halloween, I feel like Halloween gets better as you get older. Because yeah. when you're a kid, you go to you go trick or treating. You get all the candy that you, uh, you know, you're you're at the will of these grown ups for what candy you get. Most of the time, it's that cheap like non labeled wrapper wrapper of like candy that's just like a yellow thing or like a little red candy and like just a clear wrapper. Okay. Tootsie rolls, like that generic ass candy that comes yeah. in like a dollar bag that has like. 10 pounds of candy in it. Yeah, and the little candy that's got the strawberry mm-hmm. wrapper, you know. Yeah. Stuff like that. Real cheap shit. But as you get older, cool and at the age we're at now, Halloween is not on the 31st of October. <laughs> Halloween is on November 1st, when Halloween candy goes on sale. Let's go! <laughs> that's the real Halloween. That's that's what I was always aiming for as a kid. Of like, I just fucking I just want, want Snickers. I want to buy my own. I want Snickers. I want Reese's. I don't want none of this other bullshit candy. I can go to fucking Target. 50% off this bag of fucking Snickers. So I got like <laughs> 50 Snickers for like four bucks. And yeah, they're shaped like pumpkins, but it still tastes the same. Like you guys are acting like I haven't been buying bags of candy since. <laughs> yeah, but now they're on sale, so you can. That's the thing. It. It's like yeah, you can buy candy before Halloween, but the best day of the year is November first, day after uh, Halloween, December twenty sixth. The day after Christmas, Ooh. Christmas candy goes on sale, and then the day after Easter, Easter candy goes on sale. Three best days of the year peeps. for candy. Mm. All them peeps. Not peeps. Fuck Ew. peeps. Oh, I'll destroy peeps. Fuck peeps. Gross. But I hate you so much. Reese's eggs. Oh, oh yeah. Reese's bunnies. That's where it's mm. at. Reese's other peeps. other egg things. Snickers eggs. Do they do Snickers eggs? I don't know. I think so. <laughs> Um, so yeah, candy. I fucking love candy, guys. Halloween is the best time of the year. There's a little like, there's a fun eeriness to it. You I know. love it. I love Halloween. There, there like tends one, to be like a lot of really fun shit to do. Yeah, throughout it's the definitely month. one of my favorite. Um, what are these called? Hol- holidays. <laughs> what are these called? <laughs> hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hey, what, what, what are these special days in the year called? Hmm. Special days? Special, special days. days. <laughs> like, it's super, my super favorite special, special day <laughs> season of the year. <laughs> I'm not from, these, from, from this country, guys. <laughs> Give me a break. You keep saying that, but... <laughs> have a feeling full of shit. So, apart from Halloween, right? Because Halloween is great. Um, and Halloween has candy. We love candy. What of the other two, Christmas candy or Easter candy, which would you guys prefer? Mm, I think I I prefer prefer the Easter candy because it's shaped like an oval for the egg. The Christmas tree (laughs) Reese's is just awkward for me to eat. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little weird. Plus, with Christmas things, I think you always end up with special, like, Peppermint themed candy, which I too much like. peppermint, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's no good. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll eat a candy cane, but like you put like inside of an M M M, like with, <laughs> how, how many M's were there? M M M M M inside of M M M M M M M M M M M M M um, but get back on track here. Um, this is Big Brown Boys. Yeah. Um, we have a essentially a part two to our Halloween episode. Um, so there's a lot of things that go around here. dancing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is a special special themed episode, special Halloween episode. We're coming in with some uh, with some spooky 
uh, spooky themed uh, questions and topics to talk about. Um, <laughs> God damn it, guys. You make this so goddamn difficult. I just I like this shit out of Chop's nipple right now. Yeah, he's he's feeling the pain. He's reeling from it right now. All right, that's not very spooky. Let's 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 just let's just jump right in here, guys. Um, So I wanted to talk about something that I've always kind of wondered if there's if there's someone in my group of friends that believes in something like surreal or something weird. Um, so I want to see if you guys believe in any kind of surreal creatures, fairies, elves, <laughs> leprechauns, Bigfoot, yetis, mm. the Loch Ness monster. I don't believe in any of that. Yeah, shit. I'm not sure if I really believe in any of it. Um, they're interesting. They're interesting as all hell, but can't really say like, Oh yeah, this is a hard evidence that, these things exist. I'm not saying even hard evidence. You don't need a hard evidence to believe in something. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, elves make cookies. So <laughs> I'm there's commercials with those guys. They're in them. the only things that can make cookies. Yeah, I mean, like, so obviously, when I, when I bake cookies, does that make me an elf? No, you see, you okay, don't. You don't so, really make so, cookies. Okay, you put the cookies into the oven, but like, do you know what happens in the oven after you? The elves come it? out. In the oven, and they have like little like torches, right? And that's what bakes the cookies. I don't think you guys know how to make cookies. <laughs> yeah, you mix the shit, you put it in the oven. The elves come and they <laughs> and bake they, the cookies. They sprinkle magic on whatever mixture you made. Boom, cookies. That's true. Right, <laughs> I can live with that. And, and then the- once a year, there's like little elven children. That sell cookies to like stand in front of Walmart, dressed up selling cookies to you that they've made by hand in the oven. And what are the names of these elves? What is Girl the Scouts? Of- okay, <laughs> elves. Girl Scout elves. The reason the reason I say this is because. So, I believe in Bigfoot. I believe that there is some kind of Bigfoot in the American Northwest. Okay. So, I don't have any kind of hard evidence against that other than, like, the Northwest is filled with miles upon miles upon miles of, like, dense, heavy backwoods Mm -hmm. that most people have never gone to. Yeah. So. Well, it's kind of funny you say that. There's a bigger group of my family that actually believes in Bigfoot. They say they've had encounters with Bigfoot, and it's kind of, like, weird um, because also there's no way for me to really describe it other than it being, like, something that's not a person doing this kind of shit. <clears throat> so there was... Uh, I have an aunt that lives uh, kind of a little bit off the reservation. It's kind of out in the sticks, out in the middle of nowhere. Where Whereabouts? Um, like, state-wise? Well, it's in New Mexico. Okay. Uh, and so they have a, they had an AC unit like on the roof of their house. Um, and one night there's uh, like they hear a commotion in like the the chicken coop area, and they all they come out and all these chickens are fucking dead, necks broken, kind of like half eaten. Um, one of their dogs is dead, I think. And then uh, and then they just hear something kind of rustling and running and like kind of clamps on the, the house and climb you hear it climb up and then it and then uh uh it rips the unit off of the roof of the fucking house and throws it off now and like unless there's like some kind of like you know like dude on pcp out in the middle <laughs> of the desert you know <clears throat> like or just out in the middle of the sticks so it was, it was far enough away from the house to where it was thrown. Or yeah, it, just it was pushed off. No, it was like like it's like like they show they they said like it's not near the edge of the house. It's kind of like kind of further, further in, like a few a few right. feet in, and it was bolted on top and it was ripped off of the bolt and then just like kind of tossed off. And you're just kind of like what the fuck? <laughs> like I don't really know what can really describe that. That would you know. 
So Bigfoot's an asshole. Bigfoot's a huge <laughs> Bigfoot, asshole. <laughs> Bigfoot's an He just goes into the chicken coop, doesn't even eat the whole chicken. He's like, um, don't want this chicken. I'm <laughs> don't want that one. Oh, AC, fuck that. Jumps on the roof. No more AC for you. Mm-hmm. And he throws it. Douchebag move. Yeah. yeah. And then supposedly an uncle of mine, uh, there was like this... Uh, this thing just kind of like he lives in a in a trailer home. He's rich as shit, but for some reason he still lives in a trailer home. Um, kind of also out in the sticks, uh, not really surrounded by much. And he like the, his trailer home was being rocked back and forth, right? And just like hear like these weird cries and whimperings, and he, he has no idea what's really going on. And then he gets one of his rifles and he goes outside, and he. Uh, is kind of like you know slowly making his way around uh, his his mobile home, and then he kind of sees something a little bit off in the distance. It's big, hairy. He has no idea what the fuck this thing is. So his first natural reaction is, "I'm going to shoot it," and he shoots it, and it cries, yells, whatever, and just runs off. And then you know he's just kind of like, "Well, I guess that was it." Goes back inside, goes to bed, wakes up, and follows a blood trail um, a little ways out, and then it just stops and just. Nothing. Shit. So, not only is Bigfoot in New Mexico, he's also Wolverine and can <laughs> fucking heal. Yeah. Well, see that that's the thing. Like, so like there's a there's um uh, multiple Native American tribes that believe that Bigfoot is some sort of deity. He's like a, a demigod of some kind and uh, like a, a spirit. Mm. And that he travels from one plane of his existence to another, so that's the reason why people haven't been able to find him. Like, and like when they go to die, they go to the spirit world to to die, and then that's where their soul remains for. The rest so of you're eternity. telling me that the Bigfoot, according to this theory, mm-hmm. was shot, was gonna die, and just went and into then the just spirit world, went into the next plane. Yeah. Next lane of existence. I'm totally cool with that. I, I fucking love the idea of Bigfoot, dude. Like, yeah. I think, like, I, I if if I go to the grave without having a Bigfoot experience, I'm just gonna kill myself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be I'll be dying, but I'm just gonna kill myself. Like, fuck that shit. Like, not worth it. But so, like, my my family's a little bit at war with Big Bigfoot right now. So, what if this was just a bear? He came. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> he came up. He shook the shit out of the trailer trailer home. Right, got shot. Ugh, fuck. Ran off. Did he run off on two feet? Four feet? Two feet? Two feet? Yep. Bears can do that. <laughs> <laughs> this bear ran off on two chop, feet. Chop, he, chop. he went a little ways. Have like, you fuck, been? Have I'm you bleeding. Been? Have you been? He to New made Mexico a tourniquet. before. <laughs> and, huh? Have you been to New Mexico before? No, I've never been there. Bears. Huh? That place doesn't have bears. None at all, <laughs> except for this one. <laughs> this one bear. Hey, hey, there shoot. was a polar bear and lost. Okay. Yes. Yeah, there see, was a polar bear. Okay. On the island. This My this bad. bear shook the shit out of the fucking trailer park. Or a trailer home and shook the shit out of all you guys' minds because <laughs> he just came up, he fucking made a bandage out of fucking like sticks and leaves and shit. That's why there was no more blood and he ran off. And he's still living into, to this into day. another plane of existence. Yeah. <laughs> he's just chilling in New Mexico. He's still alive. See, because it's like out in the out in the middle of New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Like I understand that there's probably some like bigger creatures out there that would try and prey on chickens and break their necks. Probably like mm-hmm. any kind of like wool. I mean, like coyotes dog. do that shit on a regular right. basis. Um, I don't know how if there's like any kind of mountain lions out there or anything. Probably, I assume there's, there's some kind of variant so. of like a bigger cat out mm-hmm. there. Um, the thing that doesn't make sense is that AC unit. Yeah. That shit's fucking weird. Yeah, because, like, when they told me that, I was like, okay, I have no idea what really could be happening with that. Because, like, there, there's also some other paranormal experiences that my uncle has had. Because he, his mobile home is on the land that his, that that family side, their grandmother lived on and died on. Like, she lived on it her entire life and she died. And there's been some other, like, weird ghost paranormal experiences he's had uh while living there so who knows like if it is if 
if uh, Bigfoot is kind of like a, a spirit of some kind, you could be easily drawn to that, uh, you know, area because of some weird paranormal activity. Who knows? But it's uh, it's something I don't necessarily believe in, but it's definitely hard to explain. Yeah. Like that, especially since AC units, no matter how small, they're heavy. <laughs> like they're heavy as shit. To, like without the proper tools to like undo those bolts, like, to be able to tear it off, like mm-hmm. without it, seems really crazy. Yeah, I'm totally cool with that. Bigfoot, Bigfoot is real. Confirmed. Fuck you, fuck you chop. <laughs> uh, you're dumb. Uh, <laughs> bear. I see bears rip AC units all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I forgot. I wrote my college thesis on it. Oh mm. shit. Yeah. Uh, That's how I got my chemistry degree. Done. <laughs> chemistry, chemistry degree in bears. The reason I asked this because I recently like heard, uh, you heard an episode of some uh, podcast. It's like like Radio Lab or Invisibility or something like that. Mm-hmm. But they were talking about how there's people out there who do believe that like elves are a real thing. Like they'll be in their 30s and 40s believing that elves. Are somewhere in the world. So I was just wondering if you guys had anything like that, um, or anything that you would want to believe is real. I mean, because like it's an, I said, realistically, I don't know if Bigfoot is real, but I want to believe that Bigfoot is real. Loch Ness monster, same thing. Yeah, you know, you know. see, it's one of those things where there's so many people who've had encounters with it that describe the exact same thing, but during a time, but especially when it's during a time period where no, there's no other way they could have like yeah. communicated with this one person to like. Oh yeah, like the New Jersey Devil. Oh yeah, like it's this thing with a goat's head and like a fucking monkey body and, and like then like wings, wings and, and shit. And, yeah, you know, like oh yeah, I definitely saw that. It, it flew overhead or whatever the fuck. It's like there's no way in hell you can get the same description of something and not be in some communication with somebody unless there's like a possibility of it existing. Yeah. So like that shit's kind of kind of gnarly. Like like the whole like have you heard of the the Mothman? Like he's like supposedly is always like on this like deserted part of a highway out in the Midwest, and it's the same thing. Like people believe he exists. Other people say they're like, oh yeah, no, you're full of shit, and, and it's, it's eerie. It's creepy when you really kind of try and dig into it. Yeah. Kind of falls into the same thing as like, uh, or it could know. be a bear. I don't know. <laughs> Alien abduction, same kind of thing. You know, Charles, technically it could be that he believes in is a bear. <laughs> I don't. I'm. I'm a big skeptic, so I don't. Unless I see it with my own eyes, I'm, I'll never believe. So but you're scared of shit of everything. You that's are not a, true, dude. That's not true, dude. I'm not. Come on. You're like full of shit. I, you're full of shit. No, you're I'm chock not, full of shit. I'm, I'm just. I just don't like to be jump scared. That's the thing. If it's creepy, it doesn't bother me at all. Creepy shit don't, doesn't bother. But me. if it's something creepy that jump scares you, then that's it's the jump scare. Well, that you, you, were, me. So you said you were afraid of creepy ass children. Oh, that's different though. <laughs> <laughs> you say, if it's creepy, yeah, I can handle it. Unless it's a child. That's different. I hope, I hope that boogeyman seals that child. Like no, but if it's uh, because children are real. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, fuck. Breaking news: children are real. But like, I don't know if I if I saw a Bigfoot. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I. It's a bear. It's a bear. It's, it's a bear. It's a bear. I don't know. I just. I just don't believe in any of it. It's understandable. I, and it makes sense. It I is just, hard to believe in stuff that doesn't have like hard evidence behind yeah. it. Fuck you guys, y'all, 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 y'all never seen those like foot casts of like Bigfoot? I could do that. <laughs> well, I can make that shit up. <laughs> I do it in my fucking yard right now. You don't have a yard. In my parents' yard right now. <laughs> All right, chop. What'd you bring? Um. So I wanted to ask a question to you guys. Um. I mean, Annabelle just came out, which is a haunted doll. And I was just wondering, because I'm curious. I don't know how this works, but how or why do spirits haunt objects? And they haunt, like, the weirdest things, too, like a wedding dress. 
a child's doll, a mirror, a chair. So, I mean, how does it work? Does Did somebody die in the chair? And then it's like, oh, now his spirit goes into the chair, and now it's a haunted chair. <laughs> and anybody who sits in the chair gets, haunted. Starts, starts feeling sick and gets now, thrown out of the chair. How does it work? Now, are we... Let me just clarify this. Now, is this a... How does this work in movies? Or is this how does this work in, like, a real-life situation? In a real-life situation, if we believed in the haunted... Objects, yeah. Um, like, as as a spiritual person, how how would how would you explain how things get haunted? I think it has to do with something like, probably like, like how they died or like where they died is definitely like. I mean, like when someone haunts a house, I'm assuming like when the spirit haunts a house, I assume it's because they died in that house in probably a horrific way or in a or they had something in their lives where right. they weren't like finished living or doing something in particular. I think the idea behind that is usually like if you're not at like rest when you die. Mm-hmm. Like if you're like unsettled because of like some torture or some like very violent death or something where you don't go peacefully then your I think the whole idea is like your, your soul stays behind to try and I don't know, find peace. I I understand that, but it's like I died. Fuck this wedding dress. I'm gonna be. Ha- I'm gonna haunt the shit out of this wedding dress for the rest of my well, ghost life. Well, you think about think about this. Let's say if the ghost is a lady who's the owner of the wedding dress. She married a dude who was very abusive and eventually killed her. She can see the wedding dress as this is the thing that led down the path. That got me killed. Right. It could and just have yeah. to go through all that shit. I, I, I think okay. it just attaches itself to something that's very emotionally charged. Right. Or that brings back a specific memory of something. So, so let me ask you this. Do the spirit? So the spirits get to choose whatever they want to haunt. I I think it depends on what level of spirit you want to say it is, or how like powerful the spirit is. Because it's like you think the reason why someone would a spirit would want to haunt something, they could they obviously can't touch you in their spiritual form. But if they wanted to hurt you, they could pick up one of those knives. Or, like, put themselves in one of those knives and then throw themselves at you to hurt you. So I think it just kind of depends on what kind of level of spiritual... I don't know. Has this ghost leveled up many times? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Like, <laughs> what's, what's the ghost stats? Right. Yeah, it's like, I mean, because... It, I don't know. I mean, like, that's kind of an interesting idea that it would be able to choose what it haunts. I mean, like, I imagine it's probably something just, just like, super tied to, like, they were their emotional state when they died. That's the only thing I could really think that would like make sense in my mind. Yeah, because, because like, most of the time you think like, okay, uh, or when you hear about stuff, it's like a haunted house. Yeah, where it's like doors will close, cabinets will close, doors will lock, uh, paintings will fly off walls. You know, but I feel like a haunted house is like a spirit in the house, just kind of wandering in the house. Like the house itself is a haunted, but it's like. You, do you get what I'm saying? Right, it's right, like, right, a, it's right. like a, a does the a, a ghost moving, inhabit? Um, yeah, like physically inhabit. Right, or, exactly. Where something like Annabelle, there's the spirit is inside of the of the doll. Well, right. I, I don't know and it if it's inside. The doll yeah. it's just okay. it's stuck right. in there. Okay. Maybe I think because I like there was like what like instances where it's like oh yeah it moved on its own or like it turned its head right. or something like that right yeah so not to cut you off but uh, do you think Andy in Toy Story ever thought his toys were haunted? <laughs> he walked in, they were all fucking in a different way that he left him. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Did this fucking go? Yeah, got, did you guys like watch toys? that movie and go like, I'm gonna be like really careful around my toys right now. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, man. No, the, the one movie that really got me was um, that one where... I don't, like, my mom has dolls everywhere. Yeah. So, our, okay... I, I don't remember the name of the movie, but it was like it was like one where like a whole bunch of dolls came to life, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm gonna die." The master, maybe that might be it. That sounds that sounds right. Like it's like all like these like little marionettes that yes. come alive, and they yes, like, like one has like knives for hands. Yes, like, that's, 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 that's puppet master. master. Yeah. Oh, 
Uh, we should watch them there on Hulu. They're, they're yeah, pretty like, fucking bad. So like, yeah, I kind of I, what I really want to do with you guys is I want to like sit down, and watch a bunch of like horrible horror movies with you guys, and just see your reactions. <laughs> like at the very least, we need to watch the second Hellraiser because that one's ridiculous. <laughs> and we need to watch a bunch of the Puppet Master movies. Uh, okay, getting back on topic. I mean, I feel like if I died, I don't, I don't know. I'd want to fuck with as many people as I could. You'd want to? I would want to. Just just for shits and giggles. In a, in a we'll playful see. way? Yeah. What, what okay. would you haunt, though? Hmm. I don't know. I might die during this podcast and haunt your fucking microphone. <laughs> I don't know. Then we'll just throw the microphone. We're, yeah, we're about to get new microphones, dude. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell people what you're about to haunt, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, because like, the, the whole thought of like uh, something haunting a house is just because... Like, I guess in a way, like, it just roaming around the house is a way of inhabiting it, like, kind of, like, yeah. spiritually inhabiting it, because, uh, like, I assume when someone dies in their house, it's because they don't want to leave, whether it's, like, for their own betterment, like, being in a hospital and possibly being cured or something along those lines or getting murdered in the house. It's just, like, I don't want to leave. This is my home, and this belongs to me. This doesn't belong right. to anybody else. So, like, that thought would probably be passing through their head when they die and then the next thing you know like yeah the house is haunted and i imagine it's just something that's somewhat tied like like in in the movie annabelle or at least in the first one there was like you know the spoiler alert for this movie that already came out years ago um there's a point where uh, in the beginning of the movie where uh like a crazy hippie cult lady gets killed and her blood drips onto uh, onto the Annabelle doll, and that's essentially what haunts her. It's like what, what causes her to be a haunted doll. But even then, in the movie, it like goes off into some other weird tangent tangential direction with it. But I think it would have to do something like that, like something like they were holding something that they're connected to when they die. So like. Someone dying mm-hmm. in a chair, like they they're, they're sitting on they, the they're, chair. They're sitting so they on that chair. They inhabit that chair. Don't die playing Call of Duty, or your controller is going to go. My going to be all. No, you're just it's like you're just going to hunt. You're going to yeah. hunt Cod's fucking online <laughs> multiplayer. <laughs> just like elite hacks all day on everybody. He's like, fuck this game. <laughs> oh shit! You just die eating a bowl of cereal. Now you're haunting the bowl. It's like, oh no, my booberry. <laughs> oh, that'd be even worse. You haunt the cereal. He's <laughs> like, oh no, I've been eating. Fuck, don't, don't get soggy. Don't get soggy. <laughs> no, like, you would want to get soggy because you don't want your cereal soggy. I know, so you, but you, you're, you are the cereal. He's like, so you get soggy so if to you get haunt s- with someone, to, to fuck with them. Like, I don't know. Like, my, I'll my say this. Immediately I don't soggy. like the idea of that because then you'll turn into a haunted shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm some I'm some dude's bowel movement. Fuck. <laughs> oh fuck! How am I gonna get out of this one? Oh shit! Oh. All right, Jerry, what do you have for us? Um, so uh, I have uh, cursed or haunted movie sets. Um, now I have three, three of them. Um, kind of leaving it up to you guys right now to which ones you want to hear. There's Poltergeist, The Omen, and The Exorcist. Um, Start with The Exorcist because that's a widely popular movie. I think it started this like you know, it didn't start it, but it definitely helped with that craze of like horror movies. That's kind yeah, of like like you know. The Exorcist is probably one of the more important horror movies to exist, right? Um, because it scared up like so many people. It was banned. It, like widely throughout the states, and it premiered like near Vatican City in Rome, uh, and was met with a whole bunch of crazy shit. Yeah, and obviously it's like okay, like there's that religious aspect to it, and that you know, I think affected the popularity of the movie and everything. But go ahead and continue. Okay, so there's seven reasons why, and I'm just going to read them off of this article I found. Um, so number one, it's based off of a real-life event. Uh, William Blatty wrote uh, his novel ni- in 1971 uh, called The Exorcist based on a real-life exorcism of a boy uh, known through a pseudonym as Roland Doe. A uh, Catholic priest at Georgetown University Hospital performed a real-life exorcism but had to stop when the boy managed to get free from his restraints. 
uh, he pulled the bedspring out of his mattress and slashed at one of the priest's arms. And then when Blatty wrote the novel, Roland's family requested the character be changed to a girl in order to protect the boy's identity. Roland went on to live a normal life with no memory of the incident, retiring decades later from NASA. Um, so immediately based off of like a real life event where a lot of the themes in the movie came from. So like there's a scene in the movie also spoiler for this movie that came out in the seventies, um, uh, where, uh, help me is like on the girl's stomach as she's possessed. It kind of like comes in the form of like a scar on like a healed scar on her, uh, on her stomach. Supposedly the boy also had that, on his stomach as well during the exorcism. So they're barring a lot of points from like uh, the re- this real life account into the movie, right. which is pretty pretty creepy. So this leads into the second one. Uh, shooting was delayed after the set caught fire, destroying what that was supposed to be uh, the home of the family that's being haunted and the girl that's being exercised. Um, the, uh, director William Friedkin blamed the incident on a winged creature with talons, a pigeon, he's just trying to be poetic, <laughs> um, <laughs> that found its way into one of the circuit boxes which caused the fire. Um, and the only thing that wasn't burned was the room where the exorcism took place in the movie. Shit. That's kind of creepy. creepy. Yeah. So number three. During filming, actress Ellen Burstyn, who plays the mother of the girl, um, the girl's name is Reagan, so for right. as Reagan, uh, who played Reagan's mother, was actually injured when when the possessed Reagan throws her to the ground, and the take was used in the film, and she screams. She has this blood curdling scream in the movie because she broke her leg, and she so like that scream of pain. Is one hundred percent real. real. Is one hundred percent real. Yeah. Which you know uh, some movie directors have done before, like back. Uh, also during that same time period, when Jaws came out in the beginning of the movie, where the girl is being attacked at night uh, in the water, uh, they hooked her up to a harness that would swing her around the water, and that actually broke her ribs. Oh, and her shit. and her screaming, you know, uh, it hurts. It hurts is actually her screaming in pain. But well, they, they didn't know I mean, at the time. They still used the tape. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's like an alien. Like they had the chestburster scene that nobody knew about, yeah. and they so that's like scared. genuine visceral reaction of someone that mm-hmm. like you know, yeah, what the fuck is happening? Um, and uh, so this goes up to number four. Uh, chances are good that any film that takes over a year to complete will be associated with bad incidences, but The Exorcist had a few deaths involved. Actors Jack McGowan and Vasiliski Maleros. Uh, both died while the film was in post-production. Just two side characters in the movie. Um, what makes their death strange is that the characters died in the film as well. So they died in the movie and they died, then they died in real life. That's always been a little creepy. I don't like yeah. the idea of that. Yeah. Uh, other deaths that occurred during the filming of the actress include Linda Blair's grandfather, who is the, the real name of the actress who plays the child in the movie. Uh, her grandfather dies. Max von Sydow, who is... Uh, the main priest, um, the old priest in the movie, yeah. um, his brother died on the first day of filming. Um, yeah. Also while filming, the son of Jason Miller, who plays the other priest in the movie, uh, Father Karras, Damien Karras, uh, was nearly killed when a motorcycle hit him. Also, like I think, on the first day of filming. This is a lot of bad shit. A lot of bad juju going down during the making yeah. of this movie. Um, typically, like a movie is delayed by like actor disputes, not getting paid, funding, something stupid like that. Right. These are like, no, people are dying on our, on our fucking movie set. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, number five. While the filming... Was like, while filming one of the possession scenes, Linda was thrown out of, uh, out of bed when a piece of rigging broke, causing her to injure her back. Additionally, the film... Uh, the film's release, Linda received so many death threats that the studio had to hire bodyguards to escort her for the next six months. Ooh. Um, number six. In 1987, actress Mercedes McCambridge, who played the demonic voice of Pazuzu, um, the demon that was possessing the girl, uh, was the victim of a horrific tragedy when her son murdered his wife and children before taking his own life. There's a lot of bad shit associated with yeah. this movie. Um, number seven. 
Uh, many believe that the actual film was cursed and that the playing and playing it through its proje- projector was an invitation for demonic possession. Televangelist Billy Graham stated this is a power of evil in the film and the fabric of the film itself. When it was first released, the film was banned in every Middle Eastern country except Lebanon, and the re-release was then also banned in Lebanon. Um, during the, Rome, um, the Roman premiere, audiences had to fight their way through a torrential downpour accompanied by thunder and lightning, which also hit the theater. Damn. Yeah. Um, now, many inside claimed to hear a horrific, almost demonic cry coming from outside once the film started rolling. At one showing, a woman was, also, was so frightened, she passed out in the theater and broke her jaw when she fell. Jesus. She later sued the filmmaker, suggesting that the subliminal messages caused the, um, caused the accident. Warner Brothers then settled out of court for an undisclosed amount. And here is a picture of the demon Pazuzu that... that the pretty pretty good makeup now what they did with this with this picture with the, this person is that they would kind of like hide it in certain scenes so there's a scene that in a, I believe in a kitchen where like it's just kind of like off in the corner for a split second just kind of looking down on, on some of the more title characters in yeah. the movie and then there's also like uh, when the girls being possessed they'll just kind of like cut it in for a split second and they'll just like do that subliminally throughout the entire movie, just like that face, bam, real quick. Scares the shit out of everybody when they see it the first time, and it's great. Um, so we have. You want to watch The Exorcist? Shop? Uh, I've already seen it, so. Oh, cool. We watch should watch The Exorcist, guys. I love that movie. It's Again? so good. Again, you want to watch? I don't it? think we should. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should. There's like, there's not really any jump scares. There's maybe like one, except for the you just demon said that the face, the demon face, fucking pops out. Yeah, but they don't accompany it with like a loud ass fucking like scream or something. It just kind of like pops in there real quick. Okay. And like, there, there's like some parts which are just like really loud, but like it's because there's like so much cacophony and sound that the director like put in like, uh, like some like growling and snarling from like bears and tigers or something like that in the background of the uh, so that way you get that like subliminal Weird, fear yeah. kind of stuck in the back of your head when you're watching it that's just kind of like mixed in with like a like a train rolling by or something like that so that part might give you a jump scare but like it's like <laughs> it's like not like like the rest of the movie is fine don't worry all right okay so now we got the omen and the poltergeist next what do you guys want to hear i don't matter dealer's choice on this one man okay so we'll go with uh We'll go with The Omen as soon as it loads up. So, uh, for those of you who haven't seen The Omen, um, The Omen is about a child uh, born to uh, an American American diplomat and his wife, uh, and turns out he's the Antichrist. Um, To spoil this movie that came out in the 70s... um, Essentially, uh, like they have a child of their own, but essentially Satan's forces, you know, who are hiding in plain sight, kind of like take the child, kill the child, or like give it to like Sackman or something, and then uh, they uh, then replace it with the Antichrist, which was born of a jackal and Satan. So then they start raising the child and all this crazy creepy shit starts happening to them and then the movie ends with Gregory Peck trying who plays the the US senator tries to kill the child and then ends up dying himself it spawned like two other sequels right um did they remake that recently yeah it got remade back in 2006 okay um let's see so uh, the story of the Omen special effects consultant John Richardson is the most uncanny and spooky cursed movie event in history. Richardson created the Omen's iconic death scenes. Among the most remembered is the uh, beheading of photographer Keith Jennings. And it's really crazy. There's this part where this plate glass slides off of like a truck and just decapitates him. You see the head roll off and everything. It's nuts. Um... Anyone who has seen the omen remembers Jennings' head being separated from his body by a plate of glass bouncing through the air. Um, a few months after the release of the omen, Richardson was in Holland working on a, a movie, another movie called A Bridge Too Far. And just after midnight on Sunday the 13th in uh, June 1976, Richardson and his assistant Liz Moore were involved in a deadly car accident. The head-on collision killed Moore, who was cut in half by the other vehicle's wheel, mirror, like mirroring the on-screen death of the photographer from The Omen. Damn. 
Uh, and this was the actor or the guy who set up the the shot? The guy who set up the shot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, that's weird and tragic, but it gets even weirder. Richardson, days... Oh, actually, that, that was his assistant. And then okay. Richardson, uh, days from the collision, opened his eyes on the lonely road, and the first thing he saw was a kilometer marker reading Amen, O-M-M-E-N, 6.66. Spooky. <laughs> Spooky. Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. I'll yeah. give you that. Um... Uh, Richardson's crash was the culmination of the omen curse, but weird occurrences around the film date back to its very inception. The birth of a cursed movie, the omen was conceived by Robert Munger, who had no background in film, but who was suddenly struck with the idea of making a movie about the Antichrist as a child. Producers Harvey Bernhard and Mace Neufeld, uh, foolishly ignoring the potential for satanic voodoo attacks, saw dollar signs and they started making the movie. Um... Now, uh, they also uh, uh, kind of were using some of the weird shit that happened with another movie that was released earlier, um, Rosemary's Baby. Because um, uh, so there was also some fucked up shit that happened there. Like uh, the Manson murders, the director of Rosemary's Baby was a target of the Manson murders. Um, so his wife and unborn child were murdered by Charlie Manson and shit. So, yeah. Fucked up shit. Um, so Munger, who was a devout Christian, raised the first alarm during pre-production. He called a meeting with Bernhardt and offered the following warning. The devil's greatest single weapon is to be invisible, and you're going to take off his cloak of invisibility to millions of people. Now, production plans of the Omen coming together in spite of the prophecies of its creator. Producers scored big by landing Gregory Peck to be the ambassador uh, who, adopted this, uh, who adopts this child. Um... I'm going to see. God damn it, I lost my, my spot. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Gregory Peck's son, uh, during filming of this movie, shoots himself in the head. And Gregory Peck continues to make this movie after that. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Um, so, uh, oh, the lightning incident. Um so, in the middle of a, stor- a stormy, turbulent crossing of the Atlantic, Gregory Peck's plane was struck by lightning. Um, according to the Omens producer, Mace Newfeld, the engine caught fire and the plane nearly crashed into the sea. A few days later, lightning struck Newfeld's plane as he crossed the Atlantic too. Uh, two planes and two lightning strikes. Like uh, a lot of this stuff. Both is, with me- both with members of the movie. On yeah, board. it's it's very very creepy, coincidental, but almost eerily so. You yeah. know, for sure. Um. So, uh, one of the first shots planned for the movie was an aerial shot of London to be taken from a rented plane. At the last minute, the plane uh, rental company switched aircrafts and gave the original plane to a group of Japanese businessmen. Apparently, no one informed Satan of this change of plans. And he targeted the plane full of innocent businessmen, slamming it into the ground and instantly killing them all. Yeah. Well, I guess... I mean, the movie people, I'm sure, were happy about that. Yeah, and so, like, kind of kind of horrifying that. It's just like, oh, yeah, we're going to switch you over to another plane. Also, not to save the also I mean, the news must travel real fucking slow down in hell. Yeah. If, if they didn't have enough fucking time to change his plans, he was like, oh, this, shit. This is the note I got that this plane's supposed to go down. Yeah. Um, so also during the movie, uh, Gregory, um, Gregory Peck was attacked by a pack of, of Rottweilers during the making of this movie. Jesus. To shoot the scene, the highly trained devil dogs are supposed to attack a heavily padded stuntman, but something went very wrong. And the attack felt tur- uh, the fake attack turned real. A pack of snarling hellhounds nearly killed the stuntman, biting through his padding and refusing to stop, even when their trainer ordered them to. The stuntman survived by a local zookeeper who wasn't so fortunate. So I guess it wasn't Gregory Peck, but still, the stuntman that was right. playing Gregory Peck almost dies on Getting set. attacked by dogs. Yeah. Who, like, which Rottweilers are commonly known as hellhounds. They're, like, supposedly, like, you know, what Cerberus looks like with three heads. Um, Sidney Bamford, a London animal expert, was working as a big cat wrangler for the production. When he met his violent end, the film was originally... Uh, 
originally included a scene where Zoo Tigers uh, menace Damien uh, and Bamford was helping wrangle the animals. Around the time of filming, Bamford apparently neglected to properly secure one of the tigers, and the beast went full Siegfried and Roy on the unlucky zookeeper who died at its tooth and claw. Ugh. A lot of animal attacks. Yeah, a lot of, lot of, lot of weird things. Like lots of things going wrong, for sure. Yeah, like that. That's like the big thing about it is like when things just constantly going wrong. It's a little too, too like. Like when does it stop being coincidence and start being like right. an actual occurrence that's happening? Um. So having uh, so. Now this part's called "Neither Satan nor the IRA can ma- uh, can kill Mace Newfeld." Um, having failed to kill the Omen producer Mace Newfeld with a lightning strike to his airplane at the start of the production, Satan started throwing bombs at the Hollywood legend. During the filming of the Omen, Newfeld was staying at the Hilton Hotel in London, but then blew it up. Newfeld escaped death. He wasn't in the building at the time, but if the devil has anything, he's persistent. Days later, Newfeld, Bernard, and uh, other film executives were en route to a London restaurant that blew up too. Um, again, Newfeld missed the explosion by minutes. So uh, during this time period, for those of you who don't know, the IRA it stands for the Irish Republican Army, and they were at odds with uh, with London, uh, the UK, the you know British Royal Empire, um, essentially trying to fight for Irish's independence, and they use a lot of like essentially terroristic tactics, um, using car bombs and the like, and open gunfights with the uh, police. So like they they did a lot of like crazy shit. Um, while having, like, while some have interpreted these two bombings as satanic attempts on Newfield's life, uh, skeptics point out that the IRA was bombing a lot of things in London at the time, but still very fortunate that he barely missed these. And both both times, the areas he was planning on going on top of that. I think, I think the moral of all of these stories is if you're making a movie and that shit is scary, just don't do it. I'm making horror movies. Yeah. So uh, the last part is uh, the poltergeist. I'm only going to really do a few of these. Um, now, uh, if any one person represents the poltergeist series, it's Heather O'Rourke, who is the the child in the movie. That you know, they're here and they yeah, get sucked yeah. into the TV. Um, now she plays uh, the character Carol Ann in the soul of the franchise is the soul of the franchise and innocent targeted by evil uh, which the story revolves um, let's see uh, she appears in all three Poltergeist movies and O'Rourke tra- died tragically and somewhat mysteriously at the age of 12 in the middle of shooting Poltergeist 3 she was rushed to Cedars Sinai where she died in the middle of a surgery immediately after her death O'Rourke's manager mistakenly reported the child died of the flu but the actual cause of death was stranger than that O'Rourke it turns out died from septic shock during emergency surgery to repair an acute bowel obstruction O'Rourke was born uh, with stenosis of the intestines and was never diagnosed uh, instead doctors said she had Crohn's disease Crohn's disease uh, according to a lawsuit filled by filed by her parents her death could have been prevented if she had received the correct diagnosis um, Dominic Dunn uh, who plays Dana Freeling teenage daughter in the original Poltergeist like her co-star Heather Rourke the Poltergeist was her first film and Let's see. In 1981, she began a relationship with a guy named John Sweeney, a chef at a trendy L.A. restaurant. Sweeney was, according uh, to court testimony, an abusive, jealous, and angry man. The couple fought constantly, with Sweeney reportedly beatings um, done savagely after a particularly violent, uh, a violent one, where Sweeney reported strangled Dunn and jumped on her car hood to keep her from leaving. She moved out and ended their relationship. But he didn't really take no for an answer. According to police reports, on the night before Halloween in 1982, uh, he carved a chocolate mask of Dominique's face and delivered it to her door. After a brief argument, Sweeney strangled her to unconsciousness. When the police arrived, Sweeney told them, I killed my girlfriend and I tried to kill myself, but he was wrong. The attempted murder only ended up strangling her into a coma, and she spent four days in a coma, tearing between life and death, before finally dying on November 4th, 1982. 
this is too much shit. <laughs> like, this is, like, so much shit to, like, deal with, like, in different movies. I, like... No. No, I'm cool. The second, the second like, someone, like, broke their ankle on a movie set, I'd be like, no, nah, I'm cool, guys. That's cool. We'll just, we'll just do the rest green screen. Just mocap me. Yeah, that's fine. We're going to Delgo this shit. And we're just getting... <laughs> You know, skip everything. We're just gonna skip everything. We're just gonna like like leave leave the script in, in the front of the theater and just let people read it. Yeah. Uh, when they come in much. and just like leave. Um, now here's here might be the origin of the curse of this movie. Um, so there are scenes that have uh, human skeletons in the movie, and uh, those skeletons are of real people. And uh, haunted skeletons, chop. <laughs> and uh, but here's the thing: they didn't tell the actors that. Oh yeah, these are real skeletons because real skeletons were cheaper than fake ones. And that seems about right. <laughs> there, there's there's twenty bajillion dead people, and probably it's cheaper to just dig one of them up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so like I'm just gonna go with that one because that one's kind of like the the real crux of it was that they use real human skeletons. So uh, all these movies, haunted, weird coincidences, or weird, just you know somewhere in between, or like somewhere in between. Hmm. Yeah, somewhere in between. You sure? Yeah. You positive? Yeah. Do you want to watch any of these movies, Chop? Fuck no. You sure? I'm pretty sure. You sure you don't want to watch um, the Poltergeist? I've seen them all. All right. I was there. I was on scene. Who was in the Poltergeist? Oh, you were, you were on scene. <laughs> I was on scene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was haunting it. I broke that bitch's leg. I made, I made her scream. <laughs> that was me. I died on that set. <laughs> what? I died on I died set. on set. On that set. And haunted all other sets. Dude, you just, all the you just go around uh, haunting... Movie sets and podcasts, yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so this whole time we've just been recording with the ghosts. All right, makes sense. All right, guys, um, let's get out of here. Let's, let's watch uh, movies. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go enjoy our, uh, the rest of our uh, Halloween week. Um, but uh, we're gonna change it up. Seriously, guys, <laughs> come on. Sorry, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up in a special way this week. Um, we're not going to talk about what we want to eat. We're going to sound off. What's the Halloween candy that you're gonna you're gonna eat this this week, Ooh. Joey? Reese's candy corn. I want to eat a Snickers fucking pumpkin. <laughs> Big, Big brown, brown boys. boys.